There are some companies out in the photo booth world that look massive. They get all the glam events and all the latest celebs show up in their photos. We secretly stalk their every event to see what crazy stuff they're going to come up with next. Well, today I am sitting down with Zach Schiffman of Studio Z Photo Booth in New York. And if you don't know Studio Z, then you need to check them out for some serious inspiration. Believe it or not, Zach runs his entire operation out of his house and has kept his photo booth business as a side hustle despite its success and high six-figure revenue. My name is Catalina and I run Modern Photo Booth Company and you're tuned in to the Photo Booth Podcast where we talk all things photo booth business related. Today, Zach shares with us how he got to where he is today, where he gets his business from, and you won't want to miss the one big piece of advice he has for you today. So stay tuned. I'm here with Zach Schiffman from uh, Studio Z Photo Booths. Welcome so much to the show, Zach, and thanks for, uh, for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm going to get right into the questions with you. And okay. um, so tell me, why did you start a photo booth business? Oh, man. Um, I was always into photography from middle school on, always bought um, Canon Rebels throughout college and learned the ins and outs of DSLRs. Um, I was a TV major as well. And I had just graduated college in 2009 and took a job in TV. And a few years in, um, I went to my cousin's wedding. And at the wedding, and this was in Las Vegas, they had a photo booth, which was um, their wedding photographer. They had set up three-point lighting, seamless backdrop, and they were just basically handheld doing a fashion photo shoot. And then they just posted the photos online afterwards. But I saw this and I'd never seen it before. And I hadn't been to a lot of weddings at the time either. Um, and I thought, this is interesting because it's something that I feel like I could do. And I kind of let that fall in the back burner for about maybe a year and a half, two years. Um, and actually, my grandma passed away and left some inheritance. And I used that to pay off all my student debt. And I had maybe like 2500 3000 left. Um, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to try to start a, a wedding photography company. I'm going to shoot weddings. This is going to be cool. Um, you know, bought a Canon 6D, bought the lenses I wanted, some off-camera flash, did two weddings and absolutely hated it. It was like the most stressful thing in my life. Like, it's just not fun. Um, <laughs> but I remembered that photo booth and I'm like, you know what, this could be it. And um, back then, Groupon was completely different than it is now. I, I don't recommend Groupon as an advertising um, method anymore, but back then it was a deal a day. Um, and I had reached out to Groupon about doing an ad for my photo booth company. And this was just going to be a side business to make some extra money from my low paying TV job to go out on the weekends, have fun with my friends, be able to do things without really straining the wallet. And Groupon we set up a deal, you know, you already have to discount your services, but this was my first time doing my services. So I just had to make up a number. I think it was like 400, $450. And then they take 50%, but they launched me on a Friday, which means I got Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So you get three days for the price of one basically. And my phone just started ringing off the hook and it was enough to get me started where I was able to 
buy my first die sub printer with it, some props, like the rest of the stuff I needed. Um, and that was kind of it. Like I never went back to Groupon after that, but it was just enough to give me that initial capital that I needed because I never wanted to be in debt. That was always my goal. Um, so then I just started doing it like really small events, some weddings, some family functions, and it sort of just took off. And then it, it was always hard because the TV job I was working, our schedules rotated on a weekly basis. So it's, um, it, I never could book too far ahead because I never knew if I was going to be scheduled to work. And I worked nights and mornings and weekends and weekday. Like it, it, it could be any time. Um, and I didn't want to blow through holidays and vacation time to work. Um, so it was like, it was, a, it was slow from the start. And then in 2013, um, I took a new job in New York City and I moved about 45 minutes outside the city. And it was a Monday through Friday morning job. I was home by like three in the afternoon. And that's when I decided to put some focus into it. Now I was in a huge market. I wasn't in the middle of Connecticut. Um, and I really started pushing it. And then it's just grown ever since. It's grown pretty damn big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now it's everywhere. now it's my full-time job while I hold a full-time job. But I mean, everyone is like, you're like the poster child of, I want to do this, right? Or my client wants this. And they send a, a sample from, you know, from you. So I know that's happened oh. to me a few times where people are like, can you that's do cool. this? I that. <laughs> I, yeah, let me I, just call that. See, but I always feel like others do way cooler things. That's like the weird thing. I always feel like my clients never give me any... They're always just like, here's our logo. We want photos. And I'm like, can we do something unique? Like, please. You have like a picture of uh, Christy Teigen in that yeah, like, mirror booth. But it's just a photo. Like, it's still <laughs> like they built that. And like, it's still just a three photo gift. Like I wanted, like, I didn't even know what I was walking into on that event. And then all of a sudden there were like models galore and like Zendaya walks in. And I mean, I work with celebrities in my normal job on a daily basis. So like those things don't phase me. But mm -hmm. it, it was like, they gave me no heads up on this. I would have wore a, a suit. Like I was, I probably looked like a schlub that would, I, I thought I was going to like a little press event. Oh my God. That's so funny. <laughs> so then, you know, you started off really small and now you're, you're studio Z, right? Yeah. Uh, so what do you think is the secret to your success? Um, the secret to my success. Never. That's an interesting question. It, it's a mix between not saying no to ideas just because you maybe can't do it and knowing technology and the industry enough um, to grab new ideas be before they become super popular to what we call the masses or the photo booth, Facebook groups of the world. Um, mm -hmm. I, I've been in tune with this industry for eight years now. Um, I know a lot of players that a lot of people have never even heard of people that aren't, public they aren't vocal but they are some of the biggest photo and video activation companies they don't call themselves photo booths so you know i knew what a 360 was before all these people were starting to get into it you know i had my first 360 probably a year and a half before most others did and try to tap into those key demographics where i can make some money not be in debt from the purchase and then as the market starts to hammer it down a little bit, I move on to the next thing. And if that's a video activation, sure. If that's camera arrays, no problem. And just always try to keep my options open and, and look for the next, next best thing. Well, I know I call you a lot when I can't figure something 
<laughs> so you're definitely uh, in the know. That's for sure. Uh, if you could give one piece of advice to anyone who's starting out or who may be struggling in their business, like aside from COVID, obviously, yeah. what would that be? You know, and this is going to tie into COVID. And it's one of the reasons why I'm not worried about my business right now. Um, it's two major things. Charge your worth. Because if you're charging a good premium, you're going to save a lot of money and you're not going to struggle to pay your bills. Um, and you have to know what your overhead is. And the other side of that is, and I said it before, I've always gone into this with the aspect that I don't buy things unless I have money allocated for it. I pay off my credit card bills in full every month. I don't buy equipment and hope that it's going to get booked. Um, usually when I buy equipment, short of like one or two things here or there as a spur from the moment purchase at Photo Booth Expo or whatnot, um, I already have an event booked for it. You know, mm -hmm. when I got my 360, the cheapest 360 on the market was like $8,500, $10,000, but I already had 60% of that allocated to an event that wanted it. And that was the reason why I purchased it. And I knew I would make that other back in one other event. And now that's paid for itself tenfold. So, but, but if you're just going to spend $10,000 on equipment and you don't have $10,000, it's going to be a rough road for you. And the other part of that too is you have to know how to properly set up a business. And I'm not saying I do. I have a letter coming today from the New York City Workers' Compensation Board with a fine. I, for something that for something that I didn't even, and I don't know how much that is. It might be $2,000, but I, I feel okay because I know I have that in my savings. Um, mm -hmm. But like, you know, I set up my business young. I maybe used assets I shouldn't have used and talked to people I should have talked to others because I was trying to find the cheap way out and missed a thing or two here and there. I mean, I'm in a unique scenario where my business is based in Jersey, but 95% of our work's in New York. So I'm dealing with two different states and two different ways to run a business. and you know, things catch up to you and you get a letter in the mail saying like, hey, you've never paid paid family leave and disability. And I'm like, what do you mean? And then I check with my payroll uh, provider and see that it's all taken out. And I'm like, yes, I have. And I asked that payroll provider They're like, oh, well, we take it out, but we don't submit it for you. Oh, okay. And now I'm six years missed on that. And you're just like, so now okay. it's like, but these are the things that are going to come up as a business. It's not every people think the photo booth business is so easy just because it's like, oh, I can just buy this. It's turnkey and I can get into it. And you're either a not properly running your business or you're not even a real business. Um, I, I mean, I can't tell you probably the amount of companies in New York that don't have workers comp insurance and it's required by law. You know, those are the kind of things. And, and those fees add up fast. And that's another reason why you need to charge your worth, because these are the um, the hidden things that people don't see when they say, why are you so expensive? Like, why why are you not 200 like the other person? Well, because I properly run my business and I have to take care of my employees and and my my legal status. Yeah. Yeah, that is very true. Setting up your business properly is definitely a great piece of advice. I've yeah. also gone through that kind of stuff, too, even though, you know, photo booth business wasn't my first business, but I, every time I'm still learning. So, yeah. It's, uh, there's always something changing, but you kind of just have to go with it, right? Yeah, totally. So to date, uh, what would be your first, or not your first, but your favorite marketing strategy that you've ever done? I know you talked about Groupon, uh, kind of propelling your business, but hmm. seeing as how Groupon doesn't really exist anymore. In that so end. I've never paid for marketing short of 
last year I tried paying some SEO through a college alumni I knew who's done this for a living. And I just saw no return off of it. And I blew thousands of dollars on it. And it, it really kind of sucked. And it just reassured me that word of mouth will always be the best for me. Um, my website was strong for a long period of time until a fluke accident when I redid my website and somehow took it off of Google for six months without knowing. Um, so it's building back now. Um, but that, that also ties into the reason to jump on trends before they're trends. Like the second virtual booths came out, hammered that. While people are like, ooh, I don't know if this is good. I didn't care, built the website for it. And now it's page one on Google nationally. And, and I get inquiries from, we just did an event yesterday in Brussels. Like, you know, just hop on that before there are 50 other virtual booth websites out there, you know, so you get that clout with Google. Um, other strategies, I am in a good place where I work in the TV world in the network level and I can really network myself there. I try not to use it too much and a double dip, but I have used my employer to work my way into other parts of the building for big events, um, use talent and guests that have, have reached out to me. Those kind of things definitely help. Um, and then I think the most unique one, well, I'll get to that. Relationships with planners will always be first and foremost, my best. Once you have someone who loves what you do, and you treat them well, and um, you make it easy for them to produce their events, they're going to come to you and just bring you the business. And, you know, my friends, Amy or Mina will text me and say, hey, have this date. Are you open? Send me a contract. And we don't even have to talk price or, or what it is. And that's, that's better than anything, because that's just free money. These people are trusting me and just giving it to me. And that's what you want. And once you have that level of trust, the events will just flow. Um, but then the most unique one I have in my past and I still have utilized as a single man online dating apps as a networking tool. <laughs> okay. And people people laugh at this, but I my probably probably my top client, if not in my top three clients, is a large event company of a girl that I never actually went on a date with but I saw she was an event producer, matched with her. We got to talking, sent her my info. She used us for a one-off event, and now I'm their number one photo activation supplier. And I mean, these, these people do huge events. It was a, a nationwide tour of 17 stops and large-scale events in New York. It, it, but these, But I mean, that one instance was, it's probably like 60% of my gross profit every year. Wow. From a day. And, and, yeah. And that's not the only one I've had others. <laughs> I mean, like, oh my God. that's so funny. And You're I've said it before, like, on, like, I mean, there's a re but there's a reason now that Bumble has like, and you're married and, and you've been out of the game for probably a while. Um, a I, don't, I don't even know if you know this, but like Tinder's Tinder. Sure. But Bumble has, is more than a dating app now. Bumble has a, a section where you can find your new best friend, which I think is weird, but you, it also has an, a LinkedIn aspect. It has Bumble biz where you can just match with people in your industry and like, hey, you're a graphic designer? Cool. Like you, maybe we should chat or like you never know who you're going to find on there. Yeah, that's true. And like, I have seen actually Bumble, the business one before they just launched not that long ago in Canada. I thought that was kind of interesting. And I know- Yeah, I mean, I haven't used it much, but I, it's, I mean, it's, 
it's just another networking tool. Cause I don't go to like ILEA meetings and my life's just like so busy to get into these industry chapters and things like that. And the biz bash events and, and I'm not knocking them. They're great resources. I just like when you work full time and own a full time business, like sometimes like just swiping on my phone is an easier way when I'm sitting on the couch to network yeah. and it's paid off. It's paid dividends. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you know, now that you've been around for a few years and you've grown your business huge, like from, you know, side hustle to, I mean, still a side hustle, but you know, yeah. I know you're well into the six figure side hustle. Huh? Um, what's one thing that you wish you knew starting out? You would tell yourself now. Oh, when I first started out, I worked, <laughs> I worked at a show, uh, that was, that had a, a whole scenic dock full of props. And I raided this scene back for like my first few events because I just like didn't know what kind of props to bring and and this and that. And like, then I used to go raid Target after Halloween and Spirit Halloween the day after. And I used to bring like enough props to fill two six foot tables. I mean, and I thought I was the coolest person in the world. I could send you a photo that you can post on here from a New Year's party I'm thinking of where the props just went down the whole wall. I mean, and they were ridiculous things. Some of them weren't even props. It was just like a random object that you could use. And people love them, sure. But every year I've slowly taken props out of the mix. And now we're down to just handheld signs and glasses. And now we're probably going to go to nothing uh, in a post-COVID world. And nobody cares. People only want what they see in front of them. Very rarely, and like once in a while for like a mitzvah, I'll get a planner that's like, hey, can you bring some boas? And I'm like, yeah, I'll bring some boas. Like, but they special request it because they know I don't bring them. Like, but I, I mean, my props used to be more things to carry than my photo booth equipment. And now I've just minimalized, especially in New York City where we're taking, my staff takes Ubers or I park on the street or in a garage and I use one hand cart to try to get everything in in one go when it's negative 10 degrees Fahrenheit in December and it's snowing and it's just like, it's, it's not, you know, rural America where you can pull up to the side entrance of a venue and just like slowly bring your stuff in. Like it's a different world. So the less is more. And if I could have done this all without props, I, I would have. And I still hate that there are photos on Google that come up of like the first few years of my business. When you search my business of like people just decked to the nines and props, cause it's just not my brand anymore. You almost have to get those removed. I have I, and I always problem. forget about it. It came up. I saw it today when I like randomly, I typed something wrong on Google with my web address. So then I did like a search and then like my like Google listing is a photo from, I think that new year's party where we had 12 feet of props. And, <laughs> oh and I'm like, I really need to change that Google listing. That's hilarious. Yeah. You're going to have to send me that picture. I want to see it. Cause I can't yeah, I will. like your sleek, you know, setup being bombarded with I mean, it, was still, it was still like a sleek setup like it was the first it was a photo booth I actually bought from Canada and it was like a sleek lollipop style setup that like housed a, a printer inside it and it was a silver sequin backdrop and then I just had props galore nice <laughs> so keep it simple I guess yeah. is that the moral of the story there yeah I mean if you look up any of the major players in the world we're talking like MBS Studios Bosco Hypno um even the worldwide players like LA Photo Party, Sharing Box, all of them, they don't have these prop tables that people think is what photo booths are. Mm-hmm. Some people just want a clean, crisp image that it's 2020. Like, you know, some people just want their next LinkedIn profile picture or their next Facebook picture. 
and they don't always get access to a, a good quality, well-lit portrait of themselves. Yeah, and a I pair of glasses with a mustache can ruin that instantly. <laughs> That's not professional for a LinkedIn profile? Uh, hey, some people, sure. Uh, I've actually seen should... our, our photo booth pictures in LinkedIn profiles before, and I'm like, okay, sparkly backdrop. Interesting. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I see that a lot on the dating apps. I saw one today, I was flipping through, and I was like, I have that gold uh, drop it modern backdrop. And then I yeah. and then I always stop and go, did I take that photo? And I can usually tell like by my lighting, like if I was close to that. And I have, I've, I've literally found my photos and I've found photos from men. Um, I found a, a few other people's and I'll, I'll screenshot a text it. I said, I, I think it was like a month or two ago. I sent it to men. I go, hey, found your work on Tinder. And he's like, what are you talking <laughs> about? I'm like, check it out. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm, I'm surprised he didn't find it himself, actually. Yeah, but... well. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to get him on the show and ask him about that too. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely been at weddings where like the, a couple will come up and the female would be like, I really just want a nice photo. And the husband's like, Oh, I got to put these on. And then she gets pissed off and it's just like one nice photo, please. And like, yeah. you know, that's, and then I'm like, yeah, that's really what people want. Well, I think being in the photography world, we kind of forget how hard it is for people to access good photography because we're yeah. just so surrounded by it. So it's yeah, yeah. definitely legit that people see that and they're like, oh, great, my opportunity to take advantage of this photo booth. <laughs> well, that's awesome. That's um, a lot of great information and a lot of new tidbits I learned about you that I did. <laughs> <laughs> I, always, I always said I wanted to do a talk at a, a conference about utilizing dating apps and how it's worked for my business. I still think one day I might. Well, that might be the, you know, a topic for that we can, we can do. <laughs> I want to learn about this too. I'll hire someone to do yeah. it for me though. Cause I definitely yeah, and don't. Then, and then people Google me and then that'll be the first thing that comes up and it'll ruin like all future dates and see, it'll never work out. <laughs> just stop trying to date planners. Well, I just, I mean like, you know, Google is power. And like, I always Google anyone that I'm going to go out with just to see if they have like a criminal record or something in the news pops up and you'd be surprised what you find. And oh I always say I'm fairly Googleable, but like then that would come up. Zach Schiffman uses Tinder to get business and be like, cool. Now this person's going to think I'm like a fraud. Oh <laughs> All right. Maybe we'll put our name for it. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Zach. It was great chatting with you. And uh, thanks pleasure. for sharing all these tidbits of information with everyone. You know that saying, success is just on the other side of fear. It's kind of corny, but it's totally true. You have to push yourself out of your comfort zone in order to grow and learn. And I love hearing that pros like Zach continue to follow this method. If you enjoyed this week's episode of the Photo Booth Podcast and you want to hear more content like this, please consider subscribing. And similar to how we are always asking our clients for reviews, I would really love it if you could take the time to leave me one as well. Don't forget that sharing is caring. So if you know someone who could benefit from hearing this, please pass it along and we will see you on the next episode. Oh,